welcome to the Self Mastery Journey podcast. I'm your host, Montel B. I'm a millennial success coach, digital content creator, and full-time dreamer. My mission is to help ambitious visionaries like you unlock the code to life success. Join me as I take you through my journey of self-mastery, the lessons, the successes, the failures. This is going to be your space to call in your desires, transform your reality, and reclaim your power. Let's dive in. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to the Self Mastery Journey podcast. It is your girl, your host, Montel, and I am just so happy and excited that you are back for another episode. So today we are diving into the five pillars of self-mastery. This episode is gonna be fire. I have been sat for the past hour writing out all the notes, really gathering my thoughts on exactly what I wanted to share when it comes to these five pillars. And I just know you're gonna gain so much value out of this episode. So I am so excited to dive in. You can probably just tell by my energy right now. I cannot wait to share these gems. But before we do dive into the five pillars of self-mastery, I have two updates. So update number one is I want to remind you that next week I will be hosting a completely free two-day confidence workshop. So this workshop is called Break the Cycle because within the workshop I'm going to be teaching you exactly how to do that. So if you are a creative entrepreneur, this is going to be the workshop for you to really help you break that cycle and break the barriers down between you and your ultimate success. So if you are a creative and you feel like you you just keep on hitting a roadblock, you keep on having the same thoughts, the self-doubt, the limiting beliefs, the lack of confidence, and you know that you want to show up so impactfully, you know that you really want to start this journey of being an entrepreneur or being a creative or content creator but you just cannot get yourself out of your head. If that sounds like you I want to invite you to join us on this transformational two-day masterclass which will be happening at the end of June. So like I said it's going to be two full, well not full days, it's going to be two days and we'll have two trainings. So the first training is going to be all about that awareness stage. So I'm going to be taking you through some of the thoughts that you may be having, some of the limiting beliefs, I'm, I'm going to be taking you through that inner critic, that inner voice, the reason why we always go through these cycles of inconsistency or these cycles of just not feeling like we are producing our best work or we're not being successful. So that's the first day awareness. Then on day two, we're gonna look like, we're gonna look at, sorry, how we can change these cycles. So how we can rebuild your identity to to build that confidence within you, to light that fire within you so that you can confidently go on and start your journey. Or even if you've already started your journey as a creative entrepreneur, this will just re fuel you and give you that confidence and that energy to continue with your passion. So that's a bit about the workshop. I will leave a link down in the show notes so make sure you do register. Places are going to be limited but we do still have a week left and to, to go so make sure that you do secure your spot. Join us in the Facebook group, say hey and yeah I just cannot wait to see you inside there. Okay, so next update, I want to introduce you to the sponsor of today's episode, which is my own course, The Confidence Bootcamp. So The Confidence Bootcamp is a four-week program for creative entrepreneurs and digital content creators who are ready to unlock a new level of confidence, believe in their source, and take ownership of their success. So this is a brand new course that I will be launching 
for the first time in July and I wanted to open it up to you all who are listening to the podcast on an early bird offer. So the inspiration for this program was really from reflection. So from me really looking at my own journey and my own success from a bird's eye view and understanding what it really took for me to get to where I am right now. So often I share online my story and the journey that I've been through and how I was able to go through so much adversity to get to the success that I've now built, especially at such a young age as well. So I'm so happy with my journey and I'm very proud of what I've managed to achieve. But then I thought to myself, okay, I'm not really sharing the the journey as much as I should be. I'm not really showing people what it actually took to get me here. Yes, I'm teaching people how to build a business. I'm teaching people the strategy, but I know deep down that if it wasn't for me, focusing on the deep inner work, focusing on my mindset, on my confidence, on my personal growth, I would not be where I am right now. And through my journey of being a coach, I see so many passionate, talented, ambitious, creative entrepreneurs who have so much to share, such a powerful story, but they hold themselves back and they're not showing up because of their fears of judgment, their lack of confidence, their low self-esteem, and just not knowing how to show up powerfully and show up authentically. So I really saw this and I recognized that this is something that I need to teach. And it's so funny because I started out my coaching journey as a confidence coach. I wanted to help people build their confidence. And then after over time, it slowly transitioned into business mentoring and personal brand coaching. But still within that, the core problem that people face is the confidence. And once you really start to work on that confidence and that inner deep work, everything else becomes so much easier. So this program really is a stepping stone for anyone who wants to become a creative entrepreneur, but they still are running on their old programs. So they still are running on that old identity, that old belief, the old beliefs that they have about themselves and why they can't be successful. You have to break free from that. So that's exactly why I'm hosting the free two-day workshop, which is gonna show you how to break the cycle. And then once you're aware of how to break that cycle, it's time to re- rebuild that confidence. So this is where the four week bootcamp comes into play. So within the bootcamp, I'll give you some ideas of what we're gonna cover. So module one is all about releasing that fear, that shame and that regret. Module two is about unlocking that confidence. Module three is about getting your shit together. So this is boundaries, understanding your triggers and further breaking those cycles. And then module four is all about that leadership and influence. So really understanding your own leadership style and how you can use that to your advantage so you can show it more powerfully. So this is gonna be a four week course. It includes four live trainings. There'll also be weekly Q and A's. It's gonna be a group program. So there will be that community and that support and accountability. And we will also have a bunch of weekly challenges and just loads of fun stuff going on. And it's just a nice quick, short program to give you that boost that you need so you can get started. So the standard price for this program is £597. However, if you get in on the early bird offer, you will save £100. So it'll be £497 paid in full. There is payment plan options available and there's also a nice juicy upgrade option available as well. So if you're someone who really wants to take it to that next level transformation, then I would advise going for the VIP. It's £997 and that includes everything 
everything I've mentioned it within the program, but you also get a 60 minute business strategy call and you'll get one week of coaching from me as well. So definitely check that out. I'll leave all of the information in the show notes. So that is the updates out of the way. Let's get into the mastery moment of the episode. I am aware that I'm already seven minutes in, so I'm gonna keep this mastery moment nice and short. There was two things that I really wanted to share, but I think I'll leave the the second one until next week. So I've got a bit more time to dive into that. But the mastery moment of this episode is nice and quick and it's just all about the gym, baby. I am back in the gym and I'm just so, so, so happy that I've made the decision to get back on it. So for this whole week, I have been feeling so off. So I don't know about you, but hay fever has been absolutely attacking me this year. And I feel like everyone is feeling the same. I don't know what they've put in the pollen this year, but it's it's wild. It is wild. It's not like the normal everyday hay fever. This is a next level where I just felt so drained, so lethargic. My muscles was hurting. There was days where I could not physically get out of bed or maybe I'd just sit down for a second and then next minute I'm waking up and it's an hour later and I ended up knocking out and having a nap. So yeah, I just felt like the hay fever really came for me and I didn't even get to really enjoy the sunny days that we had because I was just like, nope, I'm locking myself in my room. I don't want any pollen anywhere near me because this is too much. So yeah, throughout the whole week, I was kind of just in a funk and I wasn't really feeling motivated to do anything. I didn't want to get out of bed and I was just kind of feeling sorry for myself if I'm being completely honest. And to be honest, I kind of frustrated myself as well because I know myself and I know that exercise makes me feel so much better. Well, it makes anyone feel better because obviously when you are exercising, you are moving the energy throughout your body. So you get rid of that stagnant, that static energy that which is just sat there. And you're also releasing toxins through your sweat and releasing endorphins. So it's just overall such a a feel good vibe and such an energy shifter. So I knew from Monday that I should have gone to the gym and I would have felt so much better for the rest of the week, but I kind of allowed myself to sit within that stagnant energy for a whole five days. And then on Friday, I was like, nah, this is enough. I need to get myself to the gym. And I instantly felt so much better after that. So yeah, that is my mastery moment. Just getting back into exercise, getting back in the gym. I'm not trying to strain myself by doing heavy lifting, heavy weights. I'm literally just going there to move the energy through my body and to just feel good as well. So yeah, that is the mastery moment, but let's get into this episode because it's gonna be such a good one. I honestly don't know how long it's gonna be, but I know it's gonna be a long one because we're really talking about the whole reason I created this podcast, the Self Mastery Journey podcast. So we're gonna be talking about the five different pillars of self-mastery there's probably so much more but to me these are the five pillars and this is what I am striving for within my own self-mastery journey so I have just been sat here journaling on really what my what my definition of self-mastery is because for me to be teaching this well I say teaching I use that term like loosely because I'm teaching myself as well. (laughs) We're going through this journey together and that's really what I love about this podcast. The fact it's a journey, so I will never treat this as I'm telling you what you need to be doing and what you need to change because this is also the change and the transformation I'm going through myself 
in real time. So it was really important for me to sit down and really just discover what my interpretation of self-mastery is. And this is really what I've come up with. So self-mastery is a lifelong commitment to endless improvement. So it's really about that dedication to understanding the self's purpose and having that desire to achieve full wholeness within the self. So in order to achieve self-mastery, you have to look both at the light and the shadow. And if it's the first time you're hearing that term, there is basically two sides to the self. So two sides to being a human, you have the light side. So that is the the positives. Let's. I wanna make this very simple. I'll probably create a whole episode about light work and shadow work, but for right now, let's keep it simple. So the light work is the positives. So it's how we see ourselves. it's that picture we have of our identity it's how we go through life in that light phase in that positivity but then on the other hand we have the shadow so you can see this as a negative although it's not really a negative because it's still a part of you but it's the parts that we are more reluctant to accept so it's the parts that we try to avoid within ourselves. it's the parts that we may look at other people and shame them for or we may question why they act like that not knowing that we also have these traits within ourselves. so I really hope that does make sense but what I'm basically saying is in order to really achieve self-mastery you have to embrace all parts of you the parts that you are willing to accept and the parts that you are will are not willing to accept because the truth is all of it is you all of it forms who you are and this definitely deserves a full episode so don't worry that is coming if you need more insight into what I'm talking about right now but this is really how you achieve self-mastery and it's also about understanding that self-mastery is both theoretical as well as practical so it's the theory side so theory is you reading the concepts taking in the concepts but it's also about taking that action and I just don't believe that you can have one without the other I don't believe that you can fully achieve self-mastery without taking in the theory but then also doing the practical So that's what I've got so far of my definition of self-mastery. As I evolve, as I learn, this is obviously going to expand, but that is the core of how I feel self-mastery is achieved. So now I'm going to get into the five pillars of self-mastery and I don't know about you, but when things are broken down into pillars or steps, it just makes it seem so much easier to understand, achieve and learn. And maybe it's because one of my values is simplicity. So if you can make things simple, if you can break them down for me, then I'm so much more likely to consume that information and really be able to learn from it. So that's the reason I broke it down into these five pillars. So you can have a look at all of the different pillars and see exactly where it is that you need to either expand your knowledge or you need to improve or you need to slightly change. So the first one is self-awareness. This is the most important and it will always be the first because without that self-awareness, 
you're not going to have an understanding of self-mastery. You're not going to have an understanding of yourself and you're not going to know how to make those improvements and how to take ownership of your own life and your success. So self-awareness is really about understanding the patterns, the thoughts, the beliefs that go on internally with inside you that cause the external reactions. So it's about understanding what actually triggers you, what drives you, what motivates you, what makes you happy, what brings you joy. It's all of these questions to understand how you operate as a human being. And this really is that first step to transformation because like I say, without understanding how you operate, you're not gonna be able to make the necessary changes. So you wanna see your brain and your body and just the whole self as a machine. So in order to for the machine to function, there has to be a instruction and it's for you to understand what are these instructions that you are telling yourself every single day and more importantly how aware are you of these instructions so you're probably familiar with the subconscious mind and how that operates and how the majority of the actions that we take on a day-to-day basis happen in the subconscious mind so you breathing you blinking you waking up you brushing your teeth all of these actions happen in the subconscious it's things that we've repeated it's patterns so sometimes we can be unaware of the things that we do day to day and how we're able to operate and function like the blood pumping through our body we do not tell our body to pump the blood it just happens it's a subconscious action so sometimes we can be uh, unaware of these actions that are going on that make us function as humans and this can happen throughout so many different areas of life maybe you're just going through your day-to-day working a job that brings you so much unfulfillment or maybe you're settling in a relationship but just because you're so used to it you've now become unaware of what actually is possible if you was to make changes and it's just become your norm so it's about having this self-awareness in yourself and the benefits of self-awareness is obviously you can move towards that self-mastery, that inner self, that understanding that who you are as a person. It will also strengthen your intelligence, your emotional intelligence. You're able to operate as such a stronger human and really create success and fulfillment within your life. And you will also be able to better your relationships with other people, whether it's family, friends, intimate relationships, all of this can be bettered and will be bettered through having the self-awareness. So how exactly can you do this? So the first step is to observe everything. So you want to start questioning every single thought, action, word, opinion, behavior that you have and start to challenge these behaviors as well. So when something pops up for you, just question yourself, why why do I think that way? What are my beliefs around this? Where did these beliefs stem from? Why do I have this opinion? Why have I had this certain reaction towards this certain thing? Start questioning yourself, question, question, question. It's in these questions, this is where you find the answers that will help you understand how you do operate as a human being so you've got that stronger sense of self-awareness so that you can then implement the actions that are necessary to get you to those desired results. So then the next thing you wanna do is create a list of all of the things that make you feel in expansion. So all of the things that bring you joy, fulfillment, happiness, laughter, all of the things that you absolutely love in life. 
And then on the opposite side, create another list of the things that make you feel contracted. So these are the things that do not make you feel expansive, that make you feel restricted, limited, negative, and then once you've got both of those lists side by side, just ask yourself the simple question, what is in your control? So not everything in life we can control. Some of the things that we have to just accept it is the way it is. But a lot of the things we can control, we just decide not to or we choose not to. So this is your sign to regain control over your life. So have a look at these lists and ask yourself, what is in your control? What can you change? What are the action steps that you need to take in order to move you to self-mastery and to a life of fulfillment? So that is the first pillar, all about self-awareness. Let's move on to pillar number two. So pillar number two is self-motivation. So this is all about asking yourself the question of how can you inspire yourself to take action? A lot of the time we seek external motivation. We look for motivational speakers, for podcasts, for inspiration on Instagram feeds. We are always looking for that external motivation. And yes, sometimes we may be able to find it. We may watch a seminar or a quick masterclass and we may feel very pumped up in that moment. But then what happens after? What happens a couple of days after, a week after, we fall back into that cycle of not feeling motivated again. And the reason this happens is because you are seeking external motivation when really you have to seek the motivation within yourself. You have that power to motivate yourself through anything. And motivation is such a funny concept because the truth is you're not always going to feel motivated. Even if it's something that you are so passionate about, there's going to be times where you just simply don't feel motivated. So motivation is not a byproduct of passion if that makes sense. (laughs) But yeah, basically you're not always gonna feel motivated. So it's best to teach yourself how you can motivate yourself other than seeking that external motivation. So there's two types of motivations that I wanna speak about today. The first one is intrinsic motivation. So this really is all about the internal values and desires that you have. So it's the inner connection with spirit. And this is really all about tending to your emotional needs. So it's the feelings of love, affection, recognition, attention, security, peace, freedom. They are just a few that stem to mind when I think about intrinsic motivation. And stay with me here because I'm gonna, of course, tell you how it links to motivation as a whole. But this is all about how you feel, how motivation makes you feel. These are the intrinsic feelings. Now on the other side, we have extrinsic motivation. So this is of course external. So we've got the inside motivation and now this is the outside motivation. So this is the materialistic view and these are the physical actions that cause you to feel motivated. So for example, making money, building a business, buying a house, these are all the materialistic things that could potentially motivate you. Now, the reason they are linked is because often you do the extrinsic actions for that intrinsic feeling. 
And please stay with me here. I know this can start to sound pretty confusing if this is the first time you're hearing these concepts, but let me break it down using the example of buying a house. So let's say you buy a house and that's your motivation. You've worked so hard to buy this house. You finally bought the house. Now you don't just buy the house to buy the house. You buy it because of that intrinsic feeling that it gives you, that feeling of accomplish of accomplishment, recognition, that feeling of success. That is what motivates you to buy the house. So you really have to decide what exactly is it that motivates you because some people, they may just be motivated by the money, the dollar bills, by the house, by the materialistic things, by the Gucci belts. That could be something that motivates you. But I personally know for me, that I'm motivated by the intrinsic, by the feelings, by that sense of freedom, that sense of peace. Like for example, I like to batch record podcast episodes and YouTube videos as much as I can. And the reason I do that is not for the sake of me having a bunch of podcast episodes just there, sat there. It's for that sense of peace. It's for me knowing that I'm on top of my game and that I do not have to stress out about next week not having anything to post. That's the reason why I like to that's that's what motivates me to stay on track and I don't always do it but that is that intrinsic feeling that brings me peace and that's where my motivation comes from so yeah I hope that makes sense of course within this podcast we are diving a lot deeper into all of these pillars but that is just the overview of self-motivation so you have to find that within yourself nobody else can motivate you for a long period of time you have to find that fire within yourself so ask yourself the question of what is it that really motivates you is it those intrinsic feelings so the values the emotion the feelings the sentiment behind it or is it the extra Intrinsic? Is it the the materialistic things, the cars, the houses, the success, how it may look, how it may appear to other people? And no way is better than the other here as well. It's just for you to understand what does motivate you so you can make those better decisions. So the next pillar, pillar number three, is all about self-love. Yes, one of my favorite topics. One of a hot, it's a hot topic now, isn't it? Everyone's talking about self-love and self-care, but I just want you to understand that self-love is all about asking yourself the question of how can you deeply connect with yourself? Deeper than the bubble baths, the self-care things that everyone talks about nowadays, like further than that, how can you really connect with yourself on a deeper level? And you've probably heard this cliche saying, which is you can't pour from an empty cup, but it really is so true. You cannot give to the world, you cannot give to others without first giving to yourself. So I truly believe that the world would be so much of a better place if we all practice self-love because the more we are focusing on our inner self and focusing on loving ourselves, the more peace we are going to bring to ourselves and the world as a whole. So that will mean that there's less hate, less problems, less anxieties, less world crisis, because we're all focused on building a better love and a better relationship with ourselves which then in turn will emit to everybody else. So there'll be so much more unity within the world when we operate from a place of love. 
because we're also focused on our own self-mastery. We don't have time to be creating wars, be creating crimes or be fixated on what other people are doing because we're so busy loving ourselves. And that energy is so infectious. So the more you can practice self-love, the more infectious you are gonna be to other people and inspire them on their own self-love journey. So ask yourself, how can you love yourself more? And as I mentioned, self-love is so much more than bubble baths, getting your nails painted, getting your hair done. Yes, all this is important. This is all about nourishment, which does have a huge role when it comes to self-love. However, there's so much more to it. So self-love is also about boundaries, the priorities you set, the daily actions, the positive self-talk, as well as the nourishment and all of the self-care that you may do. So just ask yourself, how can you incorporate more love into your day-to-day? And some of the simple ways you can do it is by first just giving yourself a hug. In fact, that's what I want you to do right now. Just stop what you're doing and give yourself a tight squeeze. I do this all the time and it just makes me feel so supported and so safe and that's within myself. That is not an external thing. That is just me showing myself that love and support. So give yourself a hug. Another thing is just seeing where you can fit 30 minutes into your day where that is a non-negotiable time where you will spend the time doing something that you absolutely love, whether that's reading a book, meditating, doing a yoga session, writing, whatever you really enjoy to do that you feel like you just don't have time to do within your day, you wanna start making that a non-negotiable. And just going on to that point, if you feel like you don't have enough time in your day, then that means that there's areas where you need to set stronger boundaries, you need to cut back because we have so much time within the day but it means that you're just not using yours wisely or maybe you're committing to things that are not necessarily a priority for you anymore so this is where you have to set those boundaries in place okay moving on to self-discipline pillar number four and this is so important so 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 important because the success and fulfillment that you desire is waiting on the other side of discipline And yes, I know you don't wanna hear that. I know that discipline's hard. I know it's the unsexy side of growth, but it is just so, so important. So self-discipline is having the control to not give in to that instant gratification. And I know it's difficult, especially in the society that we live in because we're so fixated on the micro elements of life. So that is the short-term goals and what we can achieve in 10 days or 30 days or three months and everyone's flashing all the success they've had at such a young age. And this has just made us completely lose sight of what it actually means to be successful and to master life. So I often use the concept of being in a microwave mindset where we just want everything now. We wanna just learn it all. We wanna copy somebody else's success, something that took them 10 years. We want to do it in two years and it's just, not possible and we really have to widen that lens and start to look at the bigger picture of life because when you really think about it in the span of your lifetime 
five years would only be a small mark on your life. But when we think about five years, it seems so far away and it seems like, no, we cannot possibly wait five years before we master something or achieve success. It has to happen now. And there's a saying that I really love, which is don't overestimate what you can achieve in a year and underestimate what you can achieve in five years. And I just think that is so powerful and it puts so much into perspective because often we wanna achieve so much within one year. We wanna become a millionaire, we wanna start our first business, we wanna get into real estate, we wanna start a family, we wanna get married, all in the space of this one year. But when you think about it, that's such an overestimation of what you can actually achieve. So what you'll find is you set all of these ambitious goals, which by the way, I'm not saying not to have ambitious goals, but you set all of these ambitious goals and then after the year, you've only achieved a couple of them and then you feel disheartened that why am I not able to achieve what I say I want to achieve? Why am I not able to stick to this? And it's that disheartening feeling that stops you from moving forward and it kills that fire that you have as opposed to if you was to look at it where you've got five years to achieve a certain goal or to hit a milestone, that gives you so much time to grow, evolve and achieve that goal. And that is what's gonna give you that confidence within yourself because you are able to accomplish it. And five years goes go by so quickly. So I really like that quote. I'm gonna say it again. Don't overestimate what you can achieve in a year and underestimate what you can achieve in five years because so much can be achieved in five years and it's honestly not that far away. So give yourself that grace to reach your goals and not feel like you have to be on such a short time length. I really do believe that a lot of us would be so much more successful if we had patience. And I am talking to myself here because I'm working on my patience, let's say that. I'm not gonna say I don't have it because I I don't wanna use language like that, but I am definitely working on my patience. I am working on trusting the process and allowing my journey to take however long it needs to take. As long as I am committing to the actions, then we have no control over the result you just are in control of what you decide to do and what actions you decide to take. And the truth is, if you was to improve by 1%, literally the bare minimum, by 1% every single day, within a year, you would have improved by 365%. Now, doesn't that just sound so much more promising than you being in a sporadic cycle of having bursts of motivation and scrambling and getting so much done and then a week later you're not having that motivation at all and it's just this rocky road. It's better to elevate by 1% every single day to get you 365% further than you would have been if you didn't take any action at all. And I just wanna remind you, I'm also talking to myself here because I need to hear this message. But there was another thing that I saw actually, which I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was basically on the concept of if a plane, so let's say if a plane was to take off from Gatwick Airport, if this plane had the, if it was trying to travel to let's say Miami in, in America. If this plane was to just travel literally one degree slightly to the left, it would then end up in a completely different place. It would end up in New York. 
So I really like this concept and I know I've just completely butchered it, but I really like that concept because it shows you that if you steer off of path, off of your journey by the slightest little bit, you will, you could end up in a completely different destination. All it takes is literally that 1%, that one degree, that one slight turn to completely knock you off of track. So it's so important for you to have focus, have discipline and stick to your journey and not be deterred by whatever else is going on, whatever external distractions are going on. So it really is no coincidence that all of the most successful people have such a strong routine. And I know it can be so easy to think, oh, but discipline is so boring and restrictive, but it's actually the opposite. Having routines and discipline frees up so much mental space, which will allow your mind to have more freedom, more creativity, and be able to create more wealth. You'll have more resources because you're not caught up on the small decisions of life. You're not thinking, oh, what shall I eat today? What shall I do today? Because you've got that clear focus. You've got a routine. And it's kind of like what I was saying about in the self-awareness pillar. This is all about the subconscious. So you wanna start training your brain to create more subconscious actions. And the way you do that is by having a routine. If you're waking up every single day doing the exact same thing or similar things, then your brain doesn't have to think about it. So it's not producing any energy or it's not wasting any energy, should I say. But let's say if you're waking up every single day and you're always doing something different and you don't have no routine or structure then you're causing your brain to go into an overdrive to consume energy and then you do not have energy to focus on your creativity to focus on expansion so as anything creating routines is not going to be easy in the beginning but the more you do it the more the easier it will become so here are some of the action steps that you want to take when it comes to self-discipline So start asking yourself, what areas in life are you not currently excelling? So what areas do you notice that you're not really performing your best, you know you could be doing better, maybe it's your health, maybe it's your finances, maybe it's business, school, what are the areas that you are not excelling? And then when you've got those areas, ask yourself, what are the triggers, what are the reasons why you're not fully achieving in these areas? Maybe the trigger for you is chocolate, I know that's one of my triggers, or maybe it's your environment, maybe it's your friendship group, what are the things that are causing you not to excel and not to be disciplined in certain areas? And then the next question you wanna ask yourself is, what routines can you bring in to create better habits, to create better routines? And here's a tip as well, you always wanna start by adding things into your routine, you never wanna take away, because when you take away straight off the bat, then it feels like a punishment, And your brain doesn't like punishments. It does not want to punish you. It wants to keep you safe, cushy. I can't believe I just used that word on the podcast, but here we are. (laughs) It wants you to feel safe and supported and just nice and comfortable, you know. So if you try to take a bunch of things out of your schedule, it's gonna shock the brain and it's gonna think, whoa, we're not doing this. We're keeping you safe. Let's go back to what we know. But if you start to include healthier habits, healthy routines into your schedule, then over time that will become the new norm and then you can start removing the the bad the bad habits that you may have had. Okay, and now we are on to the last pillar which I am gonna share, which is pillar number five, and this is about selfless. 
or being selfless. <laughs> so being selfless is really a great way to bring wholeness to your life. And I don't know what your spiritual beliefs are, but I know that one of my personal beliefs is the law of karma. So in other words, what goes around comes around and you always want to be giving out good karma and good energy. So as humans, I just don't believe that we are designed to be completely selfish as it just really doesn't give that true sense of fulfillment. And if it was designed to be fully selfish or to be selfish, then I just don't see how we'd have such a strong connection to our emotions and feelings. So feelings like security and happiness and love, yes, we can create these feelings individually, but it's just so much better when it's experienced as a co-creation. And I know that within Pillar Free, we spoke all about self-love and loving yourself. So you may be questioning, okay, but now you're saying that we should be selfless and we should co-create and create these feelings with other people. And I believe it's all about having that balance in order to be selfless and to experience a full life. Yes, you first need to have that self-love, but you also need to be able to co-create with other people. And that's why you see such strong, bonds and relationships with within people so parents relationships they're also selfless look at mothers for example and fathers i don't just want to be stereotypical here but if you look at mothers and fathers they practically commit to being a full-time caregiver with zero expectation in return they dedicate their life to being a caregiver at least till the age of 18 in most cases with zero expectations. That is the most selfless act that you can see, that we've seen, <laughs> should I say. And it happens in so many different types of relationships. It You have to have a level of giving and being selfless in order to feel whole as a human and again this could all depend on so many different beliefs whether you have different spiritual beliefs religious beliefs like whatever you feel but I just know for myself I feel that where I'm at in my journey I know that I have to be selfless in order to really achieve self-mastery so when you are giving it really does light you up from the inside it lights a fire in you and it elevates your own vibration and your own consciousness and I know that a lot of people in my audience are creatives and entrepreneurs and you may not have realized this, but in order to be a creative and be an entrepreneur, this is a selfless act. You don't create for yourself. I mean, to a certain extent you do, but you are creating for other people. You are offering a service. You are offering entertainment. You are caring for somebody else's needs. That is the role of being an entrepreneur. That is pretty much what entrepreneurship is all about it's about you finding problems and providing solutions for those problems so in order to be a successful entrepreneur you have to be selfless and I feel like a lot of people have not really grasped this concept which is where why you may not feel like you're yet successful or that's why some businesses fail or some entrepreneurships some entrepreneurships or some entrepreneurs just feel like it's not for them and it may be down to this whole reason that in order to be successful in this role you need 
need to be selfless. So yeah, that's one thing I just want you to ponder on, bear that in mind, that being selfless really is what is gonna elevate you to that next level. And when you extend yourself to the needs of others, you are building legacy which lives on after you. So one of my favorite ever motivational speakers, Eric Thomas, always shares on this whole concept of giving away and giving as much as you can. So I know that in his own experience, he gave away so much free content. Like if you look on his YouTube, he's got 10 plus years of content that he just gave away for free. He gave away all of his best of for free because it came from a place where he was just really wanting to share from his heart and it was such a selfless act. Fast forward to now, he is the number one motivational speaker in the world and his legacy is gonna live on for so much longer than him. I have not yet met him in person, I've never been to one of his events, but I have learned so much from him for free and he has just touched my life in so many ways. He's touched so many people's life, like millions of people. And this is how you really create that legacy. It's not about you, it's about what you can provide and the impact that you can leave on the world. That's how you really get that sense of fulfillment. And I don't know about you, but this is what I strive towards. I wanna create impacts that's so much more than just who I am as the individual human. So if you're not yet where you'd like to be in life or if you're not achieving the things that you'd want to achieve, just ask yourself, where can I add more value or where are you not currently adding that value? So that's the first question. Ask where can you add more value? And then you also just wanna start completing random acts of kindness throughout your day and just start giving with zero expectations. I try to do this as often as I can. One of my favorite ways to do this and just a random act of kindness is when I get a day rider. And it's so funny, I was speaking about this to my boyfriend and he was like, day rider? Why do you call it a day rider? <laughs> but that's what it's called up north, so a day ticket. So basically a bus ticket where you can get on the bus all day and you just pay one price and you get a ticket, but we call it a day rider. Anyway, so when I get day riders after the day, this is what I used to do. I don't do it now because everything's like digital, but back in the day when I used to get a paper day rider, after I knew that I was done for the day, maybe I was at my last stop and I was going home, I would always give my day rider to somebody waiting at the bus stop. And just being able to see the joy, the the sense of relief in their face that they don't have to spend five pound or so on a day rider just made me feel so happy inside. It made me feel at peace and it's only a small act of kindness, but it made me feel so much better. And then just going back to that whole law of karma, it, the, it would always be reciprocated. It always came back to me. I remember one day, where literally the day before I gave someone my day rider as I'd normally do, they were so thankful and grateful and I could see that she was like counting out all of her change and she was struggling to find the money to pay on the bus. So when I gave her the day rider, she literally had such a sigh of relief and honestly that just made my whole day but then the next day can you imagine the same thing happened to me so I actually ended up going out without my purse which was just like wild <laughs> but I forgot my purse that day the bus was already there I already waited like 15 minutes for this bus so I was just like what am I actually going to do 
and literally I turned to my left and this guy, I'll always remember him, this African guy, he was like, oh, I've, I've literally got a spare day rider. So he had a day rider for himself and then he also had a spare day rider. For what reason, I don't know. But anyway, he was there at that moment that I needed him. He gave me the day rider. We both got on the bus, we were both happy and we both went on with our day. And I truly believe that situation happened because of this law of karma, because I gave, I received that. And that happened instantly as well. Like literally the next day, I received a blessing from the blessing that I gave. So can you see how by you being selfless and creating these random acts of kindness, it lifts your vibration and consciousness. It elevates you and it allows more positivity and more success to come your way. So that is it for this episode. This is the longest episode we've had on the podcast to date, which is really exciting. I knew it would be a long one though because I'm literally explaining the whole concept of this podcast and all of the things that we are gonna be discussing over the next episodes to come, over the years to come, however long I have this podcast. These are the concepts that I really wanna drill into your head because this is what self-mastery is all about. It's about really starting to master these different areas in your life so you can move towards that wholeness, so you can understand yourself, have that self-awareness, have that mastery and that success and fulfillment in life because I don't know what your values are, but I know for me, my values are freedom, peace, simplicity, joy. So I wanna make sure that I can be the best that I can be in all areas so I can attract these values back to me because you are what you attract at the end of the day. So if you're not putting out that good energy, you're not gonna get it back. That is it for this episode. If you enjoyed, please, please leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. I would appreciate that so much. We are a brand new podcast. We need to get the word out there. If you really love this episode, let me know over on Instagram and also share this to your Instagram stories and I will definitely repost that as well. Um, But yeah, that is it for this one. So excited to get stuck in and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I will see you next Monday. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. If you was vibing with this episode, be sure to screenshot this screen and tag me over on Instagram and I will also share. You can find me over on Instagram at Montel B and you can also find me on YouTube at Montel B as well. So if you want more goodness like this, then I do have a link in the show notes which will give you access to my email list. That's where I share exclusive content, exclusive episodes and you'll be the first to know about any upcoming trainings. I would really appreciate if you went ahead and rated this podcast. I am brand new, so every rating counts. You can leave me a rating over on Anchor or Spotify. Thank you so much and I'll see you in the next one.